This is the Copper Crab Podcast. I am Cheney Crab. I am Naveen Copperweiss. For those of you who don't know, we go live on Twitch every Tuesday. For the summer, we're going live at 7.30 Central Standard Time. That is on Tuesdays at twitch.tv slash coppercrab. If you could go and follow our page, it's free. Go and check it out. It means a lot to us. You can also subscribe. I think it's five bucks to subscribe. And if you have an Amazon Prime subscription, you can subscribe for free. So go and do that. It will send us, what, $5 a month to help out with the podcast. We can do cool things, upgrade the podcast room, all of that type of shit. Buy black paint like we did. Right here, you and can see the And then buy another gallon of it because it was the wrong shade of black. Of, yeah. So, you know, we're just over here spending money on paint. If you would like to buy Entheos merch, you can do... Entheos is the band we're in, by the way. I'm the vocalist. Naveen writes all of the music and plays drums. Mastermind, if you will. Naveen is the mastermind behind <laughs> Entheos. And if you want to buy our merch... Go and do it at entheosstore.com. We just added all of our leftover tour stuff. Um, Some of it is sold out now. Some of it is close to selling out. So go and grab it while you can. I can never promise that most of those designs are going to be reprinted in the same way. So you might have yourself some limited edition merch. Um, We're also going to be putting some rad bags in there in the next couple of weeks. So we'll have a another merch drop for you guys. If you want to buy a podcast merch, go and get it at coppercrab.bigcartel.com. And oh yeah, you can also hit us up on email if you want to submit questions for the podcast. It is coppercrabpodcast at gmail.com or you can call in and leave a message for us. We have one today. That it we used to be play. more a more popular thing. It's, it's kind of it went down since we have the Discord, but now it seems like it's making a little bit of a comeback. Yeah, because people tend to go to the Discord. So the the number to call in is 615-420-7342. We will play your question on the podcast or your comment and try and, you know, try to answer it to the best of our abilities. Or you can go and join our Discord. It is both the Entheos and Copper Crab Discord all in one because, you know, most of what Naveen and I talk about really is our band, Entheos. That's true. So uh, I don't know what the link is, but we're going to put it in all of the... It's in the description. Descriptions. So check it out. And, and if you're not into any of that, check out the Instagram. Check out the check Instagram. Out the check out our YouTube. Go and subscribe to our YouTube. Watch the videos on YouTube. <laughs> because if you guys aren't there live for Twitch, you can watch us on YouTube. Uh, you can listen to us on Spotify. Really, we're just everywhere. We're omnipresent. Yeah, we're so, all over the place. What's it going to be like in 10 years? I have no we're idea. We're listing 100 websites. A th- a I think it's going to go the opposite way. There'll just be one thing. I think so, too. We Simplify. do. We also have a TikTok. So, I mean, Jesus, we're just out here. Wait, is there a Copper Crab TikTok? There's a Copper Crab oh, okay. TikTok. There's an Entheos TikTok. Uh, there's a Cheney, Naveen TikTok. We got it all. I think the rumor is that there's not going to be TikTok for very much longer. Harrison, what do you think? Thoughts on that one? Uh, <clears throat> I mean, there's a lot of arguments on both sides, uh, but they've been trying to shut it down for a while. I don't know if it's going to happen. You know, uh, TikTok isn't as um, easy to get, like as many views as it used to be. Mm-hmm. When we started on TikTok, because we ha- we've had quite a few videos go pretty viral on we, TikTok. We've had a 20 million view 
video. Yeah, we've had quite a few videos go viral on TikTok, and now it's just not the same as it was. Like the algorithm isn't as crazy as it was. Uh, but it's still valuable to if you have a band or a thing to get on TikTok and to put videos out there. Because to me, I'll hear people say, oh, man, I don't want to get a TikTok. It's too late or whatever. But yeah. any source of people coming to listen or see what you do, you could get one person from TikTok. And that's another person to listen to what you do. So it's all important it all works together. I don't think that there's any way really to peel back the onion and see exactly where like a band gets all of their listeners from. Yeah, there's not one for, place. I, I think more I think the Instagram is more beneficial though in real life. Uh, from what I can tell. Mm -hmm. It seems like more people that we've met at shows. If somebody says, Oh, I'm here because I saw you Somewhere, it's usually Instagram, it seems it's like. It's usually to me. Instagram, but a lot of the time for us, it's also been like, you know, that Christmas song that we did for your mom's house, or just they saw a song on Facebook or whatever. Yeah, yeah. It's so. <clears throat> Gotta be everywhere. I agree with you that Instagram is a huge part of it, but uh, it's really everywhere. Um, different things work for different people. You never know what's gonna hit for you. So I think it's important if you are the type of person who has a band or a product or art of course. to, to be online. Yeah. You got to be online. Uh, do you ever go on TikTok just for leisure? Never. Yeah. Me neither. Not even a little. I've never done it. I, Harrison, you ever go on there? Yeah. No one does it. Yeah. No one really does it. So who are all these people that are on there? Probably people who are younger than us. That's true. I would assume it's kind of a young person's app. But, you know, there have been apps over the years that have come along and people were like, everyone go to this. And yeah, people go there. Vero. Remember, you guys remember that? Vero? No. It came out for like 20 minutes and it was like, everyone's got to get a Vero account. This thing, this, this is going to be really sick. And it just doesn't happen. And I think, well, I think what the cool feature about it was that you could tag the song you were listening to. Oh, and then Instagram just it just was like, yeah, we're gonna do that. Instagram is very good at doing that. Yeah. Very good at absorbing what other people are doing and just making it a part of Vine. their. Yeah, Vine. Vine is obsolete because of Instagram. Yeah, Vine. Yeah. Instagram, you used to not be able to post videos on it yeah. at all. You also used to only be able to have it on an iPhone. You remember that, right? Because I, I didn't did. have an iPhone for a. There was a. There was an inter intermediary period where i had a non-iphone mm -hmm. and i everybody had instagram except for me yeah i totally remember that but yeah. uh that's not a good business model actually so one I of my first instagram posts was i got instagram and cheney can't get it and she's jealous oh yeah because i didn't have an iphone <laughs> yeah <laughs> i remember that actually on that animals as leaders headliner the first one neither of us had iphones but Tosin and Kalella had iPhones and we were hella jealous. And they, I'm like, what the fuck's Instagram? Yeah. Like, that's, I like Instagram. Instagram is my favorite slash only social media that I actually go on. Yeah. And I find a lot of good stuff that inspires me. I learn from it. Me too. You know. If you can believe that. It's in, true though. Instagram's algorithm is really good. It seems to like yeah. if you look up a few things that you're into, then it will just show you a bunch of that. Uh so Instagram is the same for me. It's the one 
uh, place that keeps me coming back. Speaking of Harrison, I want to show you this song. That's my new favorite mm-hmm. song of the summer, and it combines all of your favorite things, which it's are Harrison's favorite things: church and Gen Z. So, dude, this is the song of the summer. I've been singing it all fucking week, dude. <clears throat> I woke up with it in my head. All this bib, sing it with us. When the world is big, you are gas, you are gas. I wish we could have a Harrison reaction right now. I know. Clap back on the devil. (laughs) (laughs) So anyway, this is my self, uh, self worship song of the summer. I'm going to be singing it all summer long. All jokes aside, that probably exists, right? In the Christian community. Oh, like like a young hip guys oh hell yeah it's gotta right i think so i mean you know there's always like the young i know harrison can relate on this there's always the hip young (laughs) youth pastor guy you know yeah harrison knows exactly (laughs) what i'm talking about he's always like all right guys this one's for the lord (laughs) where i grew up uh they would have skate parks at the church oh church skate parks yeah to get kids to come hang out there that is so smart yeah god but honestly, I was right. like, I remember them, they would hand out like flyers and stuff. We like, we got a skate park over at our church. You can come hang out anytime. Yeah. And I was like, I'm not going to go. <laughs> <laughs> uh, the church that I went to when I was a kid never had anything quite that cool. But Dude. we did have summer camp at Camp Wesley Woods. Shout out in Indianola, Iowa, which I went to a few times. Shout um, out. Shout out Camp Wesley Woods. And mostly it was like not reading the Bible. It was just doing mud stuff, like stuff in the mud. <laughs> How old were you when you did that? Um, I think I was probably, the last time I went, I was maybe 11 or 12. Because okay. when I was 13, I started being like, I'm not going to church And I was going to say, this is pre-metal Cheney, right? Yeah. yeah. Now, maybe I was 10 or 11. Yeah. Yeah, it was pre-metal for sure. Once pre-metal. I got into metal, I was like anarchy, atheist. So what, what up? <laughs> what you did know? you listen to before metal? Uh, I was obsessed with Destiny's Child and Shakira. So how did it go from Shakira and, and like, Destiny's Child to, to like there was no bridge, there was no Green Day, Nirvana, that kind of thing? Or? Oh, I got into Nirvana very hard. I was way into Nirvana. Okay. But to me, that's like kind of starting to get into. Uh, harder I, music. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I like had Kurt Cobain's journal that he, you know, I was way into Nirvana. I, I know pro- every Nirvana song straight Every up. single one. Oh, that's a lot of Every songs. single one. Um, well, there weren't that many. <clears throat> but I listened to a ton of Nirvana, and then I like started getting into System of a Down. And then, you know, you go kind of down the, the rabbit hole. Yeah. Uh, something that I saw recently was an iceberg video. You guys know what these are? Yep. I was thinking, we should make one. Oh, yeah. We should, Or we should do an iceberg 
on the podcast with metal. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Get the viewers to like submit or vote on what yeah. belongs where. Oh, yeah, yeah, because we could go real deep. We could I go mean, super I, deep. I've spent my most of my life in the metal community. Totally. Rammstein was also a band that like I got in, you know, I was listening to like Du Host. And I'm yeah. saying that because Naveen and I have been listening to a shit ton of Rammstein lately. What a Rammstein kick. Yeah. It's it's a non-ironic Rammstein no, kick. It's like they're the best band ever. <laughs> they're so they're, they're a really, really good. good band. Not they're not like my favorite <laughs> band ever, but they're a really good band. They write really catchy stuff and if you watch the live videos of them, we've never seen them live, but they're keyboard. I've seen them live. Oh, you well, speak for yourself. Their keyboard player has this really weird, like, cool vibe going on that I. He's like always running on a. He has a treadmill, treadmill. on stage. Yeah, I he mean, literally is running on a treadmill with weird glasses. <laughs> like, it's strange. It's strange, but cool. I just have this fascination with bands that get big, worldwide, mm-hmm. that are weird. Why isn't everyone? Why isn't anyone talking about how big that band is? Yeah, I don't know. I don't feel like it's talked about a lot in the metal community. It's not at all talked about. It's not talked about how huge they are. And I looked it up, and they have 13 million monthly listeners. Yeah, or something and they play straight up. I mean, shows that would blow your mind. Yeah, there's tens and of thousands of people there. Their lyrics are exclusively in German. Yeah. So. Oh, they have some English speaking. They have songs. a couple English. Oh, okay. Songs. Yeah. Song, a couple Spanish songs. Okay. Well. Mostly German-speaking songs. It's Wait, crazy. Harrison, are you into Rammstein? Oh, I love Rammstein. I think what? the like, yeah, first metal CD I ever bought was uh, Rosen wrote by them. Why didn't you wear oh, your shirt yeah. today? <clears throat> um, I just didn't wear it yet. Oh, and also, so we're just catching you guys up before we talk about this tour. First of all, I wanted you guys, because a few weeks ago we were talking about a, a producer that we met in the UK. And her name is Casey Dubs. So you guys should go and check out Casey's, uh, like, what are the mix it mixtapes that she's got up? Mixes. <laughs> Mixes that yeah. she's got up. I jammed one and it was so sick. At uh, So her YouTube is youtube.com slash at Casey C or uh, yeah, C A S E Y D U B Z. Go and check that out. Um, and shout out to her. She. Came to a show and told us she's a golden lobster and had us check out her music and she was awesome. So check it out. And also, last week, so Naveen and I have gone to like quite a few shows over the past week. We have been busy. Yeah. On We've fr- been busy. On Friday, we saw Grey Lotus. Super sick. Yep. Uh, ben has been on our podcast before. Ben Tolls. You guys can Episode check it out. Episode number. I like, have no idea. But I don't I'm, understand when I'm listening to podcasts and they go, yeah, I had them on. It was episode number you know, 938. How the fuck do they know that? Like, did they look? They looked it up beforehand. Yeah, they yeah, must have looked fun. it up. Yeah. So we saw Grey Lotus and they killed it. They played perfectly. I was really impressed with them. Yeah, it was fantastic. Yeah. Great It job. was uh, because I've seen some shows at the end. It's sort of the sound isn't, it's hit or miss, I guess you could oh, say. Yeah. But they really impressed me. They sounded, I would say, probably the best band I've heard sound, uh, in the end. Yeah, I, I would Straight agree up. with that. They I mean, sounded, they sounded really, really good. good. And their music is uh, extremely technical, really hard mm-hmm. to to play, meaning it's going to be hard to pull off live. Yeah. And they did, did a really great job. I was impressed with the vocalist. Yeah. I mean, everybody. Yeah, everyone. The drummer, the drummer was... 
Oh, my he was God. Fa- he was fantastic. And when I first heard their album, I straight up said, I said, wow. To Ben. To Ben. I, I was like, I don't know, man. Can your drummer really play that? You know? Yeah. And, and he could. And uh, yeah. He played it fantastically. He, plays, he played, did a really good job. And then really, really impressive. on Saturday, we saw uh, Kaven and Yob. Kaven, they, I mean, they both killed it. I didn't. Yeah, win. it was really cool. The show was also in a uh, man Harrison. I wish you could have came to the show. I know it was really cool. It was in Murfreesboro at a brewery that was in the woods. Yeah, it was so fucking cool. It was honestly like, the perfect place to see Cave In. I really yeah. want to go to a show there again. Me too. Slash play there. Yeah, that would be awesome. So it was in like this brewery where the stage was in a room where there were two roll up garage doors. Uh, yeah. in the on the side of the room and they rolled them up so you could go outside into like the picnic table area or you could just sit and watch the show from the patio it was so cool such a cool setup for yeah. for watching a, a show because halfway through Yab, i was wanting to sit down and i just i was like i'm gonna go out on this patio totally. i was just sitting there in a chair watching it was great but i haven't stopped listening to cave in since we saw them on saturday which if you guys don't know, like Kaven is very interlocked in the East Coast scene of Converge, uh, Mutoid Man, Quicksand. Uh, I can't all the other bands Others. that exist. Yeah. Uh, so it's Nate from Converge. It's Stephen Brodsky from Mutoid Man and and Quicksand, and they're just fucking amazing. Yeah, it was really so, awesome. Was go and check show. it out. Why are you <laughs> laughing? Oh, okay. He's thinking about but, uh, that song, dude. But yeah, we should get into this. <laughs> we should get into talking about Hold this. Hold on, tour. we have uh, some shots here. Are we going to do the shots or yeah. not? Yeah, we got to do a go? shot before we... This is the summer edition of the podcast. It is, that's this very is true. Because if you don't have fun now, before you know it, it's going to be fall and summer's going to be over. Yeah. We missed our chance to have fun. That's true. So that's we're, true. we're living it up. While we can and for those of you just listening, I'm passing out the shots here. Okay, one to Cheney. They're shots of tequila because Naveen and I have realized that we don't think that we get any, like, hangover symptoms with tequila. Yeah, we have a theory that, uh, it's probably bullshit, it's but probably we have a theory bullshit. that if you stick to tequila, you'll you'll be all right. It's called a placebo, placebo, folks. It's called bro science, is actually what it's, it's called. It's called bro science, and that's what we operate on. Anybody want some tahini? I wish we should listen to a Cave In song at the end of the... Yeah, I know. We, we need to listen to Grey Lotus, Cave In, Ramstein. Yob. And Yob. So we're, that's about an hour and a half of <laughs> songs. All right, are we doing this? Let's do it, man. All right, cheers, All right, guys. cheers, everyone out there. Thanks for listening. Yeah. Nice. Ah! Ah! All right. All right. That was good. That was delicious. Oh, that tasted great. Oh, yeah. That was super good. Also, um, when we do the shots, definitely have it on Cheney, the camera, because <laughs> she makes a huge face. I did one for each so far. <laughs> <laughs> um, All right. So should we get into some of these dates? Yeah, we're going to talk about this tour. So um, for those of you just chiming in, 
We have this is our third episode of the tour date recap series. That's right. And what we've been doing is going through all the dates, trying to remember the show, try to remember the day. Mm-hmm. Um, maybe say some highlights, what went on. Yeah. And um, we finished up the Euro tour last week. Um, we have done a Europe tour, and then we had ten days off. And then we went straight into a U.S. tour. Yeah, it was pretty grueling. It was intense. Um, I'm not going to lie. It was the the longest tour that I have personally ever done. And it was intense. Like camping. It was. Luckily, we had some. <laughs> it, it was very similar. No, I just got it. Oh, my God. That was a good one. That was a good one. You know who I got that from? Your dad? From Kurt Blue. Oh, wow. Yeah. Shout out Converge. Because we were always saying intense and animosity. And he'd be oh, like, yeah. oh, yeah, like camping. <laughs> <laughs> and it took me a while to get there, so I'm kind of slow. <laughs> yeah. Um, it was intense, like camping, but it was also <laughs> like camping because we were sleeping in a van for the second half of it. The first half so we was literally, literally camping. But we did have some conveniences, one being that on this specific tour, the U.S. portion, which if you want to hear about Europe, you got to go back, listen to the last couple of episodes. Um, so Harrison drove for us on this tour, and... We have never had a driver in the U.S. before. So that was a huge thing for us. And let's get a round of applause for yeah. Harrison for getting us through that safely. He did a, a great job. The guy's never been on tour before. Never been okay, on he tour. He stepped up, drove. This is the hardest job to do. This this job sucks. Yeah, this number one. This is bad. We didn't tell him that going into it. We said, uh, you want to come on tour? You can drive. Yeah. You told me three days before you're supposed to go. Yeah. We were yeah. like, are you sure? We you were in this? Europe. Though. I thought we were in Europe, though. We were in Europe, so we didn't get a chance to talk in real life about it. We were just like, yeah, you could drive. Yeah. And then, uh, anyway, guy stepped up, did it, didn't complain one time. Not one time. Not, never I've, I've literally never been on tour with someone who did not complain one time until Harrison came on tour yeah. with us. Literally never. Didn't complain, did the whole tour, drove the whole entire time. I drove maybe a couple times. I was um, convinced that you were going to st- leave. Well, the first few days was rough. It yeah. was hot. Very. And uh, he was trying to sleep in the van. And right. uh, one show, which we'll recap, we were parked next to a big generator. <laughs> and I was like, oh, oh my God. God, dude. But luckily, Arch <laughs> Like the doors open and it's just a fucking generator right by the van. Right. And then the venue is right next to that. So all the music yeah. comes pouring. Right. Oh, it was, yeah. I was like, all right, well. But luckily, Me and Brian can drive. Arch Spire <laughs> did step. Arch Spire, they're dear friends of ours. So they were like, we have an extra bunk if he needs a place to sleep that has air conditioning and, you know, yeah. that's got a little less, a little more soundproofing than coming so and sleep helped. in the bandwagon. Right, so that, that helped. helped a lot. I will say big shout outs to them because it was less of like, hey, man, if you need somewhere to crash, come in. They saw me like sleeping in the front seat one day and yeah. they just knocked on the window, wake me up and like, dude, that's not a good place to sleep. Come crash in the bus. Yeah, they're the best. We yeah. love those guys very much. So shout out to Archspire for doing that. Um, And what better band for us to have been on tour with for two months? I cannot express, properly express how much I love those guys. We like, need to get them on the podcast. Yeah, Let's get them on the podcast we next get, week. The week after, after we talk about the tours. Okay. We should get Dean on the podcast. He's expressed interest in it. So I don't I know. That, it might be fun to go over the dates with Dean. Could be kind of fun. Just saying. That's true. That's guy true. was on the tour. That's true. He was on the tour. So we'll ask. We'll hit up Dean. We're gonna have him on one of the podcasts for sure because we love Archspire. We 
relate on a lot of things. We have similar senses of humor. We, we just get along really well. And going on tour, we, this is that was the third tour that we've done with I them. Know. I miss them. No, I'm thinking. I miss it. them a lot. <laughs> <laughs> I, I was thinking about it sad. today. Yeah, I know. I miss them a lot. It's fun joking around. It's just, you know, not every band that you go on tour with is going to, are you going to like become pals with in yeah. that way? So there and even bands that you go on tour with multiple times you might there are multitudes of different kinds of people who tour and 100%. we just happen to get along with them really well and you know fucking love them so i i it was amazing being on tour with those guys for two months and they helped us a lot they let us take showers on the bandwagon they they're just the best so yeah shout out to them and we will have dean on the podcast for sure um so let's get into the dates Okay, so um, the tour opened up <clears throat> in Georgia, in Atlanta. Hot and Atlanta. one of the greatest things about this tour, in my opinion, was that we had basically no drive to get there and no drive to get home. Yeah, because so Whitechapel is from where we yeah, live. They are from Tennessee, right? Knoxville and Nashville. So they made it ultra convenient. Every time you do a tour, the headlining band will pick where it starts and ends right and it's usually where they're from right so most every tour we've done we've had to drive really far the tech trek u.s tour started in freaking seattle and ended in vancouver yeah which is not close to us at all not close to us at all but hey we the things we do for our spire so <laughs> one of the reasons why i was really stoked about this tour was was because of that yeah that was amazing so it started in masquerade that's like a four-hour drive mm-hmm uh, we drove down there. I was on, I was honestly like, wow, I can't believe I'm back on tour. Like, it, I I was on, only home for a week and a half. Right. And the weather was just starting to get nice. I know. I was like, dang, I don't want to leave. Well, but and <laughs> what we didn't talk about on the entire... So, we, on the European tour, agreed with Archspire that we would be taking, like, a whole light show. Yeah. So, Brian, who plays live... Who's our live guitar player... Uh, Brian James stepped up and like programmed an entire light show for us to go on the Whitechapel tour with. And Brian was literally doing this like day and night on the European tour, the last couple of weeks of the yeah. European tour and when we were home. So there were a few nerves going into the first show and right before the first show, we in those practice days, we shot the Sirius XM liquid metal performance that we put out. So... There was a lot of shit going on in that right. week and a half yeah. that we had off. Rob had delayed flights. He didn't get home until a couple of days after the European tour. So he had like five days at home. Yeah, it was not much at all. And <clears throat> um, so we had a lot to do. There were some nerves going in, but it feels good to be. I felt like we were really warmed up except for I am the void because this was the first tour that we we threw I Am The Void yeah. into the set list. So that's Cheney, That's our first song with like clean singing in it. Right, right. So that was uh, Cheney's debut. It was. Clean singing live. And I'm going to be real. It was nerve wracking just because um, there are certain aspects of singing live that are different than screaming. So for the kind of singing I do, it's kind of like a, a withheld. Like I have to slow myself down, whereas I'm a pretty active vocalist i like j walk around on stage move around a lot and jump around and i have to like calm myself down 
like so my energy has to be a little more withheld. Yeah, the type of singing that you try to model your singing after yeah. is way more subdued. Than it's the not. than my screaming yeah. vocals. Yeah. So it's the two polar opposite uh, vocal techniques going on. Yeah. So it's just, you know, if I'm, br- I can't be like super out of breath and there are just certain things that I have to focus on a little more that I have not focused on for the past, you know, 20 years that I've been doing vocals. Right. I've always sang, but not in a, never live with a band on stage. I sang in a musical when I was a kid, but so, so it was a little nerve wracking, but I, after the first couple of shows, I was so used to it that I I got over that hump and it was like, I love hearing that song live now because I think that we did do a really good job. I think you I think you uh, stepped up to the plate. Thank you. <laughs> so yeah, we had that going on. Um, the Masquerade Atlanta, it was um, the big room. Yeah, it was the big room. I think it was sold out. Yeah, and a lot of people showed up. And honestly, though, so the most striking thing about that show to me was that was the first U.S. show that we had played in like a year. Yeah. And coming off of whatever, a month in Europe. Right. When <clears throat> we played, it's just instant pit and people freaking the fuck out. I was like, God bless America. <laughs> I, <laughs> That's how I, I felt. honestly I felt like something changed it felt like something changed on this tour because I did like a, a walk-on so you know the vocalist walk-on it's like the band will be out there and then I walk on after the intro starts and when I walked on the whole room freaked the fuck out yeah. and Whereas I was like in Europe okay. it was kind of they would not freak out yeah I was yeah. like okay something different is going on here um this is going to be crazy. And Atlanta showed the fuck up. Like that was the craziest Atlanta show. It was show. insane. And was I will so say that sick. every Atlanta show of our entire band's career has been crazy. But this good. was the best Atlanta show ever. And at that show, I was like, oh my God. Like, What's going on? Yeah, what is yeah, going that, on? So that was also <laughs> the first show. on. So on the U.S. tour, we had like a whole new merch spread. Well, not all well, new. Our but, album had just come out. Yes, yeah, so our album had been out, which we haven't we haven't played in the States since our album came out. Yeah. And then we had this pink sweatshirt. Oh, yeah, right? that pink sweatshirt. That was okay. And we were like, it was just everyone in there, it seemed like, had one on. Yeah, it was right? crazy. Or one over their shoulder. And I was like, oh, my God, this is insane. And our, our merch girl, Shannon, kept on being like, I need more pink hoodies. You got to bring them back here. You know, and so... The night was just, it was crazy. It and was. I just felt really at home. Me too. Um, <laughs> yeah. I was I mean, loving that, man. It was just, we had really good tacos outside. It was just honestly like, uh, I'm going to remember that show for a really long time just because I feel like it was like, it. that was when I, this whole last tour, which I'll talk about a lot, I'm sure. But on this whole last tour, I've just felt like something is different. Something is different about our band now. And um, yeah. that was the first, like, real the first in- day of indication like, of it. Yeah, what's going on here? Yeah. Like, honestly, what it is is it's like we're not shot anymore. That was the first <laughs> day. Like, okay, we're not shot. This is good. Like, this is great. <laughs> because, you know, you never, there are a lot of nerves, I think, attached to going into a tour. You never know, <clears throat> did we order the right amount of merch? What? And we did not. We did not. Yeah, um, but so that show, that was amazing. Like, uh, 
Yeah, and it was just awesome seeing all the guys from... Because we know everyone who was on this tour. That was another yeah. thing that... It was awesome seeing the guys from Whitechapel. You know, they were playing The Valley, which is... Naveen played drums on that album, so that was cool to see. Uh, seeing the guys from Signs of the Swarm, who we became friends with last year. We met all of those dudes, and it was just like a true homie tour. So it was real. And then we had Harrison and also Shannon who did merch for us. And it was just like really fun and awesome. And that was the first, the first day was just a really good yeah. indication of what was to come. I think. And it was warm. The weather, it was warm. And we had just been in Europe. We were in fucking Sweden. It was like snowing, you know, yeah, it was, right. <laughs> so right. I was just, I was loving every second of you that. You know, day. Walmart's <clears throat> everywhere. Walmart's they were plentiful. Uh, Planet Fitness back in our home. Yep. Of PF. So <laughs> then the next day, uh, so a, a downside of that Atlanta show was yeah. that my um, trigger, my kick triggers mm -hmm. were, <clears throat> it was it was so bad, not working. Oh really? Properly at all. I don't remember that. And one of the things I noticed at that show was when I was in Europe. I had been playing the drummer of Benighted's kit. And I right. and I straight up just used it as is. I didn't change it at all. I mm -hmm. just was I'll just I just hopped on it. Yeah. And then halfway through the tour, we realized that it would be easier if we used two kick drums to for Cy, uh Cycroptic to use cuz he uses two kicks. Right. So we're like, okay, well we'll just add the second kick. So I started to get really used to that. I I liked it a lot. Yeah. Which I, for years, have been trying to talk you into using a, a I double know. kick. I know. Because I, I think it, I'm going to be real aesthetically based <laughs> It looks here. fucking cool. It looks cooler. Yeah, it looks fucking cool. I thought, I thought that for our band, it looks cooler. So in Europe, you were doing that. And then when it came to the yeah, States. So I, and I was ripping like the two kicks and the, the triggers were working perfectly. It was, it was really, really nice. Mm -hmm. And then, I don't know what it was, but going back to the single, it was okay at practice. Then at that Atlanta show, it was like a total disaster. So I was like, I need to get another kick like now. And so what I did was in Tampa at the Orpheum, I found a Tama kick drum on Facebook Marketplace. And right. I got the guy to bring it. Right. Was that the second day? That was the second day. I'm looking at it now. Tampa? I thought it was I thought that was another day. Right? All right. Well, let's talk about Tampa. Okay, so. so Tampa, quite an eventful day. Yeah. Tampa <laughs> is I believe there's video of this up online when this actually happened. But so I think it was in, in purgatory, like right as we're about to go into the breakdown, the power cut in Tampa during our set. And yep. it was the second song, third song third in our song. set. Yeah, yeah. So the power, I think cut. it cut before that. And then we started again. No, it cut there. And then we started again. Okay. Yeah. So it cut there. We started again. Um, <laughs> Playing for a while, it cut again. And it was fucking hot. We were outside. And, and this is because, this is the venue that I was talking about. The whole Wait, entire... Wait, this wasn't at the Orpheum, was it? Oh, yeah, it was, it's the new Orpheum. The they whole moved it. entire venue was being ran off of a generator outside. Right. It was a big right. generator, but... A rented generator. Yeah, which was <clears throat> not sufficient. Right. So, yeah, when it shut off, and then it shut off again... And then they just were like, it's not going to work. Yeah, we're so, going to have to get another generator. So, so what did they do? Cut Anthios's set. Yeah, our entire set got cut that day. Yeah. Um, everyone else got to play. Yeah. 
So they wait. I think it took maybe an hour to get another generator, an hour and a half. So our set got cut. Everyone else got to play. We were fine with Props it. Props to the crowd, though. They hung out the for crowd, like an hour and a half. The crowd chilling. did seem to stick around. Yeah. Yes. Um, it sucked for us that we didn't get a play, but honestly, people were so like supportive of what had just happened to us that it it really didn't. It wasn't that big of a deal. Yeah, and we still had like tons of people hanging out at merch with us. Yeah, buying stuff. I mean, we uh, we talked to people and hung out all night. All night. So it was fine. I mean, it, that type of stuff sucks, but it is a story to tell. And yes, it, and it, it's also rare. It's, it's like it yeah. never happens. But also, I'm going to be real. It was so goddamn hot that day that I was okay with not having to play an entire <laughs> set. It was so hot. So I'm sorry to everyone in Tampa who came out to see us because there were people who told me that they had driven like five hours to get there. Um, well, they got two songs. Solid. They did. So hopefully we get to come back soon yeah. to Tampa. Um but, you know, shit like that happens. You kind of have yep. to prepare for anything on the road. But the rest of the show was rad. Uh, yeah. Overall, honestly, it was a good night. Fun night. No, it was a great night. Yeah. It was awesome. It was great. So then it, uh, another, thing, another thing that I've never, uh, well, I have done this, but it's rare that we are in Florida immediately. Yeah. It, it doesn't really happen. Yeah. I think it just happens because we live in Tennessee now and Whitechapel lives in yeah. Tennessee. In Animosity, we did do uh, a tour that started started in Florida, but that was our second tour ever. So this was oh, like, wow. I don't know, however many years ago. Yeah. But um, so it was kind of usually I'm used to doing a tour and you get to Florida and you're like, wow, we're in, we're in Florida. This is crazy. Right. You know, let's go to the beach. But then we're just boom in Florida. We so, did not go to the beach. No, we didn't. No. So we the didn't second day, uh, for, I didn't even think about going to the beach. Me either. Not even one time. <laughs> no. <laughs> uh, Revolution in Fort Lauderdale, which is a cool venue. I really like it. Oh, that was a great day. I went off and I got um, some food by myself. Just hung out. Had a couple of vodka sodas and just chilled by myself Damn. before the show. They had legal weed next door. I was in heaven. Cheney crab heaven. Yep. Because see, here's one thing. Here's the the flip side to hiring a merch person and a driver is that as a vocalist, you have literally nothing to do all day. Yeah, I know. So I would just leave the venue. I didn't want to, you know, I didn't need to come back to the venue until sound check. So I would just leave and hang out, get some food. And in Florida, it's fun to do. Yeah, 100%. Because you're in Florida chilling. And everywhere there is kind of like a nightclub. But the show was... That was such a good show. Yep. Shout um, out to Mosh Pit Rob. <clears throat> yeah, and that dude brought us uh, Funkos. Yeah, that's Mosh Pit Rob. He oh, okay. brought us some Funkos. Actually, which, yeah, they're right there. We're going yeah, to display right them at some point. Yeah, we're going to have them up on a wall over here. But uh, We have a Rob Zombie one. We do, which is super cool. Do they make Ramstein Funkos? <laughs> <laughs> It's probably the only man I, can, I like that they might make a Funko of. That's true, they might. Well, they make Frank Zappa ones. Why don't we have that one? I know. It was for sale at Walmart, I saw it. What? Yeah. But dude, that was... I'm just thinking about the Fort Lauderdale show. Why didn't it you get it? It was just my so birthday. so fun. <laughs> it was so... I, I got you enough for your birthday. That's I mean, true. Jesus. Yeah, that's true. Spoiled. It's a big event that day. It is a big event. It's my mom's <laughs> birthday. I... Uh, but dude, the Fort Lauderdale show, so fun, crazy pit. 
Yeah, I was like, just well, cra- here we go. Another yeah, fucking crazy. This is this is how it is now. Honestly, though, every night I was kind of like, all right, I'm going to really enjoy this yeah. crazy crowd because yes. tomorrow it might not be like yep. this. And it just never wasn't like that. But up Plot. until, honestly, up until the last day, I was like, well, you never know. Yeah, Today could be know. the sleeper show. You never know. Yeah. So, yeah. Because I'm, you know, used to it. Fort Lauderdale was fun. Anything else that happened that night? Um, um, let's think. I think we had a long, a bit of a longer drive that night, right? To where? Yeah, it was an off day the next day, so we had to go oh. up to Charlotte afterwards. Yeah. Our first off day, yeah. Off days are pretty uneventful for us. We just get a hotel outside of a city. Usually we just drive all the way to the city that we're going to play in the day after, and this time it was in Charlotte. So we just drove, got a hotel room for everyone. You know what I just realized? <coughs> we, so we usually have family dinner. But I don't think we had a family dinner on this tour. We didn't. What, you guys <coughs> went to um, Red Lobster? No. I know, but we didn't have a no. full family dinner with the whole band. We went to Buffalo Wild Wings with everyone except for Harrison, and it yeah. was so crappy. It wasn't good. Yeah, that wasn't this night, though. So, in you know, we stop at a hotel. We but get The family dinner, every- it's like one member was, like, sleeping, or right. Harrison didn't go a couple times. Right. Everyone will get a hotel room and then we all like wash clothes and then go back to our hotel rooms and Naveen and I watch like bar rescue bar rescue all night. Yep. So that's pretty much what we did on the day off. It's very uneventful. I mean, you're just trying to kind of catch up on sleep really and just enjoy being in a very, com- because we were in a van. So enjoy being in a very comfortable bed for one night yep. and just embrace that. Be normal. Uh, and then the next day was North Carolina. Mm-hmm. Dude, another good show. Yep. That was uh, a good one. They had the AC cranked in there. They did. We also saw Steven from Wretched and Through the Eyes of the Dead. Brian and I went and got margaritas and tacos next door. Oh, yeah. That's right. That's um, right. Oh, I was there, too. You weren't there. I went to that Mexican restaurant, though. You weren't there at the same time as us. Hmm. Maybe I went. went Did we go? Shiva always comes in crying halfway through our podcast. It's very. I went to that Mexican restaurant with somebody. It might have been Rob. Uh, Me and Rob went. Yeah, the one next door. I really like the way that that venue is set up because it's like a little. uh, There's the venue area and it's got two venues. What's the name of it? The Underground. Underground. It kind of reminds me of a venue in Europe, actually. Because there's multiple venues and it's kind of big. It's like a campus. Totally. And the last time that we were there, uh, we the last time, I don't know if the last time that we were there was with Whitechapel, but it might it have was. been. Okay, so the last time we were there was with Whitechapel. It was the last show that Evan played with us before his daughter was born. Yep. And uh, Circa Survive was playing in the next room with Chon. Mm-hmm. So we went over and watched Circa and Chon and everyone after our show, and that was hella fun. This time there was no one playing in the other room, but uh, it was just a fun night. I mean, I don't know what else to say about the crowds except that they were insane every single night. Yeah, I think night. at that point it was we're three days or four days in, and I was just uh, – we had still just came, come off that European tour, so I was, I'm kind of thinking about that and comparing the tours. Right. And I was just thinking – this is going to be a good tour. Dude, it honestly just seemed too <laughs> good to be thinking. true. It seemed too good to be true every single night. Like, crowds were very responsive. Uh, 
And like, I think we were talking about this a couple of episodes ago. It can be hard for an opening band to get crowds to move yeah. around. And, you know, you're warming up the crowd. It's yep. a tricky position to be in. But I can't name, there was not a crowd that didn't, no, that wasn't had, crazy on had, this tour. We had them going every night. Yeah, it was so fucking awesome. So shout, shout out to anyone out there who we saw at any of these shows, who came up and met us at the merch table, who moshed at the shows. You guys truly. Are the MVP. Yeah, you're the MVP because when we look back on these tours, what's the difference in tours? It's like the people who come out and, and people supporting you and just like the, the vibe, really. And this was my favorite tour in the States that our band has ever done. Yeah, because we could be up there playing and everyone's just standing there watching us and it's not that great. And trust me, we've been fun. there. Yeah. We've been there many times. It's called Germany. <laughs> <laughs> Germany was amazing. I know, though. I know. The first day in Germany was like the the act the first day in that on that show in Germany in Essen was the best. Yeah, show. it was amazing. Yeah. <clears throat> but you know, they have a reputation for True. All right, what was so the night after joke. Charlotte? It is a funny joke. Um, then we were in Canal Club, Richmond, Virginia. Oh yeah. This is the second time we've played upstairs Canal Club. Yeah. Which I didn't even know was a thing until last year when we played it on Tech Trek. Yeah. And it's kind of like the same venue. Totally. In reality. Except a higher stage and no, yeah. there's a. And like a, a bigger PA. Yeah. Well, I don't know if you remember that there's like a fence in front of the stage downstairs. It's like a gate that's wooden. So it makes it a little awkward. Downstairs, yeah. there's there's not like a barrier. Yeah, there is. It's an on-stage <coughs> barricade. It's oh, really? just built into the stage. Which we've been playing that venue for years. So. Yeah, we played there on our first tour. I mean, I don't know. There aren't many tours that haven't gone there. We went there yeah. on Rivers. We went with everyone. So uh, We went uh, there on uh, Contortionist. Yeah. So... That venue has been very good to us over the years, and this show was no different, really. Yeah, it was uh, really fun. Obviously, we had to load upstairs, which is you that's know, always it's uh, not the <laughs> sickest thing, but, but see, it's good for your exercising. And also, the thing about this room is that we knew that we had to. It's kind of like House of Blues in Chicago. It's like I already know that we're loading up five thousand flights of stairs, so you just know it before you get there, and you prepare. For, you mentally prepare. But that day, I also went and had some bomb seafood and uh <laughs> cheney is so. sampling the best food and <laughs> yeah, drinks Cheney's, uh, across the country tour day while US. i'm there toiling in the hot sun loading up two flights of stairs <laughs> yeah hey. yep that's you know that's called vocalist privilege it is vocalist <laughs> privilege and i've worked very hard to get here <laughs> I will say I've worked for years to get my vocalist privilege, so it's paying off finally. Really? I don't know about that. <laughs> Seems like you've had vocalist privilege since the band started. I have not. I have You're, not. So the had work that. was before the band started, right? That's what? I'm just kidding. <laughs> oh, I get it. The work was all all of my work was done before. I worked very yeah. hard until <laughs> once NPO the NTO started. started, then <laughs> the privilege kicked in yeah right dude sometimes you know what my favorite thing is to, to every couple of days like load a couple of things in just to show that yeah, i'm yeah. doing some work yeah you just make an appearance what chani does i know her tactic she grabs like the little toms mm -hmm. 
the little toms or like you know. i'm like is there anything that's a uh, cheney sized in yeah. there and then I, I i always get handed something very small it's pretty cool <laughs> it's it's lucky Lucky. Well, Naveen, uh, that's what you get for being a drummer. I know. But I feel like sometimes I have to work like double hard, you know, yeah. to make up for double, triple hard. Yeah. So people don't get mad. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> All right. What was the next day? Am I kidding though? Okay. Baltimore soundstage. Oh, uh, Baltimore soundstage. That was 420. <laughs> and, uh, and the AC was cranked that day. I remember that day actually. When I walked in the video, I was like, oh, my God, it is a refrigerator. The AC was cranked. We saw uh, Rob from Cognitive that day. That was awesome. I met him. Um, it was 420, so the backstage was a smoke show. Oh, that was the day that you put together the weed playlist. Oh, I put together a weed playlist, and it and just, just ended up being our playlist for before the every song. Yeah. So I... In the spirit of 420 and stoner spirit, I put together a 420 playlist of all smoking songs to play before our set. And that ended up being just what was on before our set every single day. It was just stoner songs. Yeah. But uh, So it was my 420 Blaze It playlist, which I make every year. Um, and <laughs> I loved it. It was great. It was awesome hanging backstage. I got a very, very nice gift from some very nice people who work at a dispensary that day. And uh, Delta 8, of course. It was all Delta 8, legal CBD. Um, Wait, is it legal in Baltimore? Yep. Uh, yeah, I think so. Okay. It's pretty so, much like legal also, in like every state. No. Dude, you know what we did? <laughs> so the, the show was amazing, obviously. Uh, it was a great night. And before the show, I actually went because... Baltimore Soundstage, the venue is right next to... What is the body of water that it's right next to? Can that is a that good up? question. Because we so should probably there's know a that. bunch of seafood. There are a bunch of cool restaurants. It's a little touristy area. And there's a body of water right there. And yeah. before the show, I went over there by myself. And I had a nice meal. Yeah, um, and like a couple of beverages. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and a couple of beverages. Oh, my God. And then... But after the show... Do you remember this? It was yeah. us and Spencer mm -hmm. and Shannon, and we went and hung out over by the water. We went for a little water. walk. It was really nice out, and we went for a little walk, and we went to uh, Chesapeake there was like a dock. Bay. It's Chesapeake Bay, and, Inner and you Harbor. can walk straight out to the dock, and we were just on the water, and we were just goofing around. I actually, fun, I have talking. some videos of it. Yeah, we were just like having a couple of drinks, and just Harrison's hearing this, and he's like. I was like trying to sleep in a van. This yeah, totally. Whole time. Totally. <laughs> so we were just hanging out with the buds. Uh, I took a shower in Arch Spire's bandwagon that day, so I was feeling good, feeling fresh and clean. And then we went and hung out by Chesapeake Bay, had a couple of drinks, and celebrated the night. Really, yeah, it was really fun. It was a great night. Um, and that was the night that the the bone saw joke came up became a thing or no uh -oh. bone mass bone mass okay so what were we talking about um we we're all, like me and spencer we listened to andrew huberman so we were talking about like i don't know some testosterone thing or whatever and then uh he he said the word bone mass yeah and then he was like he just after he said it he was like fucking bone mass like <laughs> and he started canadian. saying it in like a canadian accent and then he was like Fucking bone mass, eh? They're, they're fucking crazy. The best band. Like, and he's talking about, we made up this band called Bone Mass. And uh, 
We literally talked about bone mass every day. Every single day. After that Dude, point. fucking bone mass. And then we are like, we need bone mass shirts. And <laughs> honestly, I need to do that. Oh, we need to send him one. Yeah. Oh. We, we need to get fucking bone mass shirts made. We really do. Because do. it became such a funny joke. And honestly, if you hear somebody from Canada who can really do that accent, mm-hmm. I don't even know what they call it. It's hilarious it's so funny pitter patter let's get at her yeah it's seriously like it's my favorite it's my one of my top accents oh yeah the canadian accent is yeah it's the best not the it. french canadian accent no. the the english speaking canadian accent is the best accent it's the best it's so it. funny <laughs> it's so funny and what i love about canadians is that they make fun of their own accent yeah so it's always like it's just fun to, that was like one of the biggest jokes on tour was just no, using was Canadian accents. Bone mass was like, after that, it was every day. Bone mass. Fucking bone mass. Yeah. <laughs> fucking bone mass. <laughs> so that was a great night, man. Um, but that was the night that joke emerged. Yes, it was. It's because of Spencer. <laughs> <laughs> it's because of Spencer. Man, I missed the fuck out of Spencer. I know. You know what's actually fun about this recanting the dates is that... Uh, I don't ever think about the past. <laughs> like, I, I don't, it might be a... A white cloth. I might be that might be like a flaw of mine. Like I just don't I'm not nostalgic really. The old you's dead and gone. Yeah. Like that Justin so, Timberlake um, song. It's actually really fun to to recant these dates and I'm thinking about like I haven't thought about that day since since right now. Fucking bone mass. Didn't, Fucking bone mass, eh? Didn't Spencer get one of the crowds to chant that at you guys? Did he really? I don't know. I'm pretty sure he did in um I have in ears in, so I can't uh, hear. Uh, in Little Rock. No. Oh like yeah, I remember. Okay, we'll talk about that. How Arch Spire came to every single one of our <laughs> off day shows and because they're they, obsessed with they this. love us. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, okay, what was the next day? Was that New York? I'm assuming. That was. Uh, oh, yeah. Next day. So after Baltimore, we were in the thick of it. Now shit. you're in New York. New York City, NYC. Concrete jungle where dreams are made of. So So that was one of the days where... Uh, dude, we walked around that day. Oh, you know what I did? So here's the story. My fucking Doc Martens. I have Doc Martens that zip on the side. And the zipper on my Doc Martens got stuck. And like wouldn't work anymore. Or it's like the little zip thing broke. So for a few days, I was just tying my shoelace around my Doc Martens to hold them in place. Well, Because I wear them on stage. Do you still have the old ones? They're somewhere. Okay. Um, and so I was on a mission to get myself some Doc Martens. So I walked from Gramercy, where we played that day, all around and found a Doc Martens store. Got myself a new pair of Docs. That she did. Which, for those of you who know about docs, it takes a while for them to get worn in. So the my first day is pain. The Pure first pain. It's the first couple of weeks, and last year on Tech Trek, I got a new pair of docs as well, and my whole leg was like both of my legs were, and feet were swollen for yeah. the entirety of Tech Trek last year. It was bad; like I couldn't even work out. So I was really worried about what would happen this year when I got my new docs, but. They they worked pretty well. And then, of course, I went across the street from Gramercy and had a nice Amazing cocktail. And <laughs> and yeah. Had a nice little cocktail. <laughs> um, 
And oh, oh, dude, we saw Amanda July, who we have a podcast with Amanda. She works at Gramercy. She's in The Machinist. That's true. Love her dearly. So we see her every time we're in New York City. It was great to see her. And uh, our manager came out. Our manager came. Um, yeah, that was an all-around fucking great day. Are you kidding me? Oh, yeah. <clears throat> and that is one of the days that Harrison t- uh, tagged me in to drive. Oh, yeah, because it's... If you've never driven in New York before, it's very, like, it's a a complicated thing. I don't want to drive in New York. And I remember, like, years ago when we played Gramercy, it was just, we had left the Gramercy Theater, and it was just such a shit show to drive out of there at night that I'm always kind of scarred from that. So, pro tip, we always drive, wherever we're playing the night before New York, we just drive straight in. Yeah. Yep. And uh, we got a nice parking spot, like right by the right on the corner by the venue. Yeah. And uh, had a good day. <clears throat> yeah, Actually, honestly, we walked to a Planet Fitness. We did. That was the best parking spot we have ever had I in know, New it was York. A, a beautiful parking. That spot. That was fantastic. So, um, unless we've played Vitus Saint Vitus, because then yeah, you can kind of park down the street. There. But um, Gramercy, we usually are just screwed walking a mile. But yeah, we actually walked to a Planet Fitness. We did. And got a good we workout. Got um, some street meat. Got some street meat. And we, what was the some park that bowls. we, Naveen and I had a nice little romantic mm-hmm. lunch in a park. Madison Square, I think. Ma- right? Whatever. I don't know. One, one of, of those, those parks. parks. One of those where people play chess. Yeah. One you know, of the, the full experience. Just a full blown New York thing. Yeah. Um, and I think we were sitting, you and I were sitting there in the park eating the rice and chicken. And we're just like, man, this tour is gonna be sick yeah we were talking about how yeah. crazy the like, tour was fucking awesome and then the night at gramercy was amazing yeah, another great really show fun. new york every tour forever has gone to new york so i we know so many people in new york yeah. that it seems like honestly i feel this way in many places and i'm sure this happens more and more as people play places a million times like i feel like we have a home in every city that we oh, go yeah, to 100 percent so I always, like, it's always so fun to see our friends who we've met over the years, uh, our manager, like you said, just people that we know in different cities. And that's, like, one of the coolest parts. That is probably I've the coolest part years, of touring. It's the best part. It's the people that you oh. meet along the way because we've been gifted with this opportunity to meet so many unique people who were all drawn together. And I was thinking about this today. There's this, uh, like, old school set. Someone said this back in the day, and it's that art is my God and music is my religion. Well, music as this like weird religion that we're into has it's a it's a thing that draws a bunch of people close together. It's created such a fundamental part of my life. My there I mean, I I can't name a friend that I know that that isn't related to music in some way. Um, so it's cool to have this everywhere that we go. It's one thing that like ties us to so many people in the world, anywhere that we could go, we can relate to someone on the basis of music. Dude, it's the best. It's the best. I mean, you could drop me anywhere. Literally. And I know someone. Literally. It's so fucking cool. And that's honestly better than anything else that you could get from music. Yeah. I've said said this for years. I always say this. It's the best. I mean... Playing music is fantastic. Writing music. I, l- I live great. for both of those of things. Course. I love doing both of those things. But, but what would it be if you were just by yourself? Right. What would it be? 
the the coolest part of it is this huge community that we have that um that we've built through this unique thing and yeah it's just so cool running into people and now all of these friends who you know when i started touring full-time with entheos nine years ago I started meeting people and now they're like very, very close friends of mine all because of just touring forever. Yep. So, so New York, another great show. We got pizza at the end of the night. Dude. Yeah. I did like a straight up amazing move. Oh, you did. Yeah. Tell us. I straight up called it in. I was like, I want a whole pizza mm-hmm. and showed up. Boom. Whole pizza. It was so bomb. And, uh, <clears throat> yeah, that was great. We had a whole pizza, New York pizza. You got to get a fucking New York slice. Just Come like on, you, you got to get a deep dish when you're in Chicago. Which you, we did do. You got to get a New York slice when you're yeah. in New York. So, yeah, we, uh, had tons of slices. It was yeah. fucking amazing. The only great. problem is when you don't have enough people to finish all the slices, which luckily we did. Then you're stuck with pizza for like five days. Not, not a problem in my book. Yeah. That's a great problem to have. <laughs> <clears throat> um so yeah the show was uh really fun it's a great day i always shout out juan madrano when we're in yeah juan madrano was there if you see a uh, video of most like technical metal uh you'll see him bands you're gonna see juan madrano <laughs> i believe he is in does he the, listen i'm surprised he doesn't listen to the podcast does he i don't know i believe if you go and see um so rivers kerrang put out live shows of us and rivers of nile and wolf king and everyone so i think on rivers cover photo on youtube it's juan it's a jake like holding a mic out yeah. to juan and if you watch any live video of us from new york i'm always like juan madrano fucking move dude he's a <laughs> he's a new york legend <laughs> get the pit going yeah so the <laughs> next day was uh the palladium oh my god in wooster that was nutty. Mass. So that was... That was probably the biggest, one of the biggest Yeah, it was either tour. that one or Nashville was, those were competing for the biggest attendance. Yeah, or Santa Ana. Yeah, because I think that was a 2,000 capacity venue. There's something about that venue. We have never People played... People fucking We have roll never out, played dude. a shot show there. People roll the fuck out to those shows. Um, even... You know, the Summer Slaughter that we did, I don't think it was the most well-attended Summer Slaughter, but that show was fucking nuts. Yeah. Uh, yeah, it was nuts. But on Whitechapel, it was crazy. We met uh, David, who does those vocal videos. Oh, yeah. Extreme, vocal Institute Extreme guy. Vocal Institute. Yeah. Really, really nice guy. Yeah, nice guy. And his fiance. Yeah, uh, he was there. Really and cool people. I was giving him beers. Yeah. Here, you want a beer, man? Yeah. <clears throat> and I figured out that day that my I have like this little lunch pail thing and I figured out that it works perfectly you can fill it with beer or whatever White mm-hmm. Claw and sneak it all into the venue oh yeah and no so one will we ever were, say anything to you so we were doing that and so uh, I had like I, I just fill it up with beer or whatever I want yeah and bring it backstage and boom got my own stuff totally it was amazing that's also the night that I jumped into the crowd there are videos from that I, I yeah because because in all honesty, ever since my accident, I've been very nervous to jump into crowds, which is something that I did used to do a lot. Yeah. But I've been really nervous to jump into crowds because I didn't know how my nose would be handled uh, or if I'd hit my nose on someone. But this was my first time back 
jumping into a crowd. And it was so fucking fun. Taking the gloves off. Taking the gloves off. And shout out to my friend Will, who was at the show. He's in the Twitch chat. What's his screen? Does he have a screen? Will is stoned. Will is stoned. Um, Will knew every goddamn word. And Will has a cover-up of Remember You Were Dust. And he was just, like, singing along. It was just That's so sick. fun. Uh, <clears throat> and uh, I saw a friend of mine from Santa Cruz that I haven't seen in really, really long that's time. That's right, yeah. Probably, I don't even know the last time I saw her was. Totally. But uh, <clears throat> that was fun. She was here. Yeah, here. Oh, and also I got my nails done that day. She's like a banshee. I got my nails done right down front, and I got a nice... Right down the street. I did, yeah. yes. Um. Yeah, another thing about that venue is the ba the <coughs> the backstages are all on different levels. Oh, yeah. So to get to our backstage. The top level. You know, it's like four stories high. We were working out every time yeah. we got up there. So eh, no no big deal. But me. also shout out to the security there. Um, One of the security guards was like, well, they were all really nice. I don't want to say what this person did because <laughs> I might be getting them into trouble. They did but, something uh, nice. They did something very nice. And yeah, that was a great day, man. That was a crazy <laughs> show. Crazy show. It was it, the nice thing was um, it would go good with the with the playlist that we had. It yeah, it would. Yeah. A shout out Wooster. Yeah, shout out because Wooster. Wooster y'all are fucking crazy. Sure. Um, it's always been that way. It's, it's yeah, always I, I been just, that way. Yeah. You guys go fucking apeshit crazy, and I don't know yeah. why or how or why why it ended up that you guys up there in mass are just fucking killing it. But that was insane. Shout shouts out Such to y'all. So it looks like we had a day off after that to get to Detroit, the which D. is far because we went from fucking the East Coast to the Midwest. Yep. Just like that. Back in my hood, the Midwest. And uh, we didn't have an off show. Right? No, that wasn't the yeah, Des Moines was. Nope. Yeah. Okay. We got a hotel and, you know, did the old off day thing where we get a hotel, wash our clothes, have a dinner. Prepare for the show tomorrow. I'm kind of sad that we didn't have a proper family dinner. Yeah, why? We blew, we blew it. We blew it. Well, we were going to have <coughs> one that day, but I was absolutely toasted. So I just oh. went to bed at like 8. Yeah, drivers sense. need sleep. That yeah, makes sense. Makes to get sense. us there safely. So then the next day we played Detroit, which yeah. there is a famous the wing restaurant, spot. chicken wing spot across from St. Andrew's Hall. Yeah, what the hell is it called? I'm gonna look it up. Where we all went up. to lunch that day. Oh, the night before was when we went to fucking Buffalo Wild Wings because when we got to the chicken wing spot the next day, uh, Rob was like, "I wish we went to this spot for our family dinner last night." And I think that the night, one of these off days, Brian met a nice fellow at a a chicken wing spot. It was in Charlotte. <laughs> it was in Charlotte. Who gave him five hundred dollars? Yeah. He said the guy got wasted and was just like wanting to give him money, ex-military or something, and had like a bunch of military money. I don't know. But gave Brian five hundred dollars. Yeah. Out of the blue, just for no reason. It's yeah. the weirdest thing. Makes absolutely no sense. Chaney, you can't leave me here. I'm supposed to do it all by myself. Okay. Stop. <clears throat> Okay, this place is called Sweetwater Tavern. That's it, yep. Yep. And I'm good. looking at it right now. Dude, the, the wait staff there was so friendly. They were great. Yeah. And uh, I actually, I've actually been there a bunch of times. I, I've been, I've played this venue quite a bit. 
Um, we played there in Animals. And uh, we actually went out. At, um, so, like, when I was in Animals, I was, like, super into, like, EDM. That was, like, when I started getting into it. And that night, me, all of us in the band, we went out. And we just, like, uh, we went. We, we I would just, I, I would look up. Like, like, hey, there's, like, some fucking EDM show down the street. Let's go. And then uh, we all went to it, and we met this guy there. And I actually still talk to him sometimes. And uh, we, I was just like, hey, what, what's up, man? I started talking to him. And then we hung out with him, like, all night. And we went to fucking, like, some... He was like, dude, because uh, electronic music is actually a huge part of Detroit. Like, techno is, like, from Detroit. Yeah. And uh, I'm telling him the story of how I met Joey Zabo. Oh, yeah. And, yeah, it was actually when Chaney and I, like, first met. And I, and I we went out, and then we went to, uh, <clears throat> we met this guy, and he was like, oh, I'll take us to this other party that's going on. It's going to it's gonna be sick. And I, we all just, <laughs> so we all jump in this random guy's car, and I sat... It was a small car. I think it was, yeah, like Tosin in the front, Javier in the back. And then me, I I sat in the car seat. He had his kid's car seat back there. And I was like, I'll just fucking sit in it. You know, fuck it. And actually, uh, the drummer of um, the band we were on tour with was there too. Uh, Dredge. The drummer of Dredge oh, was dude, there. Oh, dude, Dredge. Yeah. So and, we, we, and we like hung out with this dude fucking all night. And oh, I've like those. been friends with him online. I've seen him a couple times since then. Uh, pretty fucking epic night. But this time, <laughs> uh, playing St. Andrews, so the last <laughs> time that we were at St. Andrews was for Trevor's, for the, for the first show that Black Dahlia played back with Brian yeah. on vocals. Yeah, we drove up. We drove up for it, and this time, uh, when we were there, there were pictures of Trevor all over the venue. So it was, you know, um, that was a... That was just an interesting feeling seeing Trevor all over the venue. And I was like, oh my, I, I, you know, it was just like, I, had, I don't know how to explain it. It just made me feel some kind of way to see Trevor's face all over the venue. For, because for me, Trevor is one of my biggest vocal inspirations. So to, you know, remember that just Trevor being alive and being in Black Dahlia and seeing his picture everywhere, I was just like feeling really... Um, nostalgic and uh, you know there's something that happens there's like a special spirit i think in saint andrews definitely now um definitely. So the place yeah. is called sweetwater tavern too by the oh way. the place across <coughs> the street yeah look yeah. It up. yeah so yeah it was a that show was obviously crazy um just a good show all around detroit has all always been good to us i love yeah. playing the sanctuary st andrews we've played the basement of st andrews we've we've been around detroit so it, it was, was it was cool because they put the merch in the basement of st andrews mm-hmm. wait we played down there <coughs> uh there maybe it's not st andrews that i'm thinking of there's a different basement okay but anyway we, yeah we were down there hanging out and stuff yeah. it's uh Wow, is that the basement of St. Andrews that we played in? I don't know. Yeah. Anywho. But anyway, anywho, we were down there hanging it's out. It's so cold <clears> in <throat> the deep. We're having a good time. 
Does anyone know that song? My best friend and I used to listen to it all the time because we're from Des Moines, which is also the D, so, you know, we can apply it. It's applicable. <laughs> um, yeah, speaking of which, we're going back, aren't we, for the fair? Des Moines, yeah. yeah. We're going to the it's Iowa State Fair. I can't wait. Me either. Um, Next night was Chicago, I'm assuming. Yeah, so then we were in Chicago, and funny story, um, I decided, I was like, well, I'm going to get a pair of ducks. All right. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so we walked, I looked it up and there was about, I think a mile away. We walked to a Doc Martens store. We did walk to a Doc Martens store. I got store. my first pair of Doc Martens. That's true. They look good. And we also, yeah. so we played House of Blues that night and at the Chicago House of Blues, the backstage rooms are fucking great because you get... Every band gets like a backstage room that has a television and a bathroom with a shower in it. So every band gets their own shower. You're, you're just feeling like a million bucks at House yeah, of Blues, are. right? So it was fun to have that backstage. Chasen was there. Chasen Westmoreland, our friend. He's a drummer. He was having a, a good time. He was having a good time. <laughs> yeah, he was uh, having a good time. We were all having a good time. We were partying. It's a backstage. When you have a backstage... Also, don't forget like, about what else we did. We unhooked the trailer and drove the fan, the van to get a deep dish pizza. That's correct. And I bought a shirt from the spot. I'll wear it next week. Gino's. Yeah. Yes. We had Gino's pizza. And I was like, dang, they have cool shirts. I love getting restaurant shirts on tour. Yeah, it's no one of my favorite that. things to do. That also is an Entheos thing. So we we have different deep dishes every time we go back to Chicago. And last year we had, uh, it starts with a P. Yeah, it's... The uh, squats. Pequaz. Pequaz. That's what we had. I liked the one this time better than Pequaz. Sorry. Sorry, Pequaz. Yeah, I, I liked sir. it more too. Sorry, but Pequa, it might have been you're... because of what we ordered. True. I just like a nice cheese fucking pizza. Cheesy yeah, deep dish. Me too. I like the Kevin McAllister special. Yep. So the next night. Okay. Then we hopped back in the van. Had an off day. Also, I think it's worth mentioning the what it's like down there in the House of Blues. Oh yeah. It's like you, I, there's nothing else like it. You drive basically underneath the venue and it's underneath the road and everything. Right. And you're in this weird underground territory and That's it's all dirt dirt and disgusting. So you're super dirty yeah. after this show. And then there's a mm-hmm. person in an elevator who, yep. uh, their, their one job that they have at House of Blues is just to escort people up and down the elevator yeah. all night And if long. you can't get the elevator, you have to do the stairs, which I had to do multiple times. And I counted, and it was, I believe it was 125 steps. Yeah. Stairs. That's something that I do, too. I've always wondered if it's OCD. Like, I count steps and ceiling tiles and... Uh, well, yeah, that is. But Does that I, sound OCD <laughs> to anyone? I just did it Maybe because I, I wanted to test. know how... F- fucking many stairs it was a lot of stairs mm-hmm. and especially when you're wearing new docks it was painful true was like, ah! everyone was uh every step was torture chicago show though <laughs> fantastic uh sick drummer broadcasted a live video from it of naveen you can go and check it out on their page um but yeah so something else worth mentioning is that so our sound engineer on this sh- on this entire tour was also doing sound for archspire miles um, so 
The next day was an off day show and it was just us and signs of the swarm, but our good pals in Archspire, we talked yeah, them to into, I, I went and I was like, please, you guys, can you please come to well, the that show? that light rig that you were talking about, they, were, they ca- were carrying the rig. They were carrying the light rig. And I was like, you guys, this is my first hometown show in like five years. Can you please come? Just please make us look good in my fucking hometown. Like all my friends are going to be there. My family is going to be there. Can we just. They did it. And they came and they came and hung out and came to our Des Moines show, which was the next night at a place called Lefties. And I grew up going to shows at this venue. And back then it was called Harry Mary's. So really like my earliest shows I went to at Harry Mary's Um, and, and the old house of bricks. But that's neither here nor there. Not to be confused with Hair Marys Which in is Hendersonville. Da- yeah, right. So uh, <laughs> we, we played at Lefties and it was crazy because literally people who were in bands that I looked up to when I was a kid, specifically one called Index Case, came out to the show. It was like the whole, so like, like most of the Des Moines scene showed up for this show and the show was fucking packed. Uh, I didn't know what to expect. I never know what to expect. It was gas. It was gas. When the world is mid. When the world is mid. Des Moines is gas. Harrison's leaving. So the Des Moines show um, was so fun. I, I saw like this kid, Shane, who I started having an interest in playing drums because my friend Shane his dad played drums and Shane played drums and he was the drummer of my first bands, um, Shane and his dad, we used to go and see him play at like bars and cover bands. Um, and his dad, Mike came out to the show with his brother, Jake. And that was a really full circle moment for me. Some of my, like my aunt and my uncle who I just met two years ago came to the show, my mom and dad and, all of my friends, my best friends and my family and everyone I knew from the Des Moines scene, our mutual, very good friend, Dustin. Yep. And it was just like fucking awesome, man. I don't, I don't. And after that, what did we do? We went and Well, I want to finish. I haven't lived in Des Moines. (laughs) I haven't lived in Des Moines for the past almost 13 years of my life. But I grew up in Des Moines, and the scene in Des Moines is truly what made me who I am. It's what taught me to be super DIY. It's what taught me to go and support other bands and go out to shows. And uh, just how to be a vocalist in a band, I learned in Des Moines and in Iowa. So that show meant so fucking much to me. Really, it was really like a reunion of yeah. a, a ton of people who I, I've looked up to throughout my life. And it was it was so meaningful to me. You know what's funny is that show, so that was an off day show, Whitechapel didn't play. It was just us and Signs of the Swarm. And it was in a venue which held a fraction of the other shows that we had been playing, right? But the energy and the vibe there, it was exactly the same. Yeah. I mean, it didn't take like a dip at all. No. It was just, it felt the same type of vibe, the same type of energy. I felt it there. Yeah. And it was like, it was honestly one of my favorite shows of the tour. Mine too. Mine too. And also, so one of the opening bands was this band called The Curse of Hail, which was, I was joining that band when I moved out of Des Moines. And I didn't join the band because I moved and I haven't been able to 
play shows with them ever. And the bassist of that band, Ben Monroe, I've known since he was, because I was really good friends with his older brother, Paul. And then I became friends with Ben because of that and through music because Ben is a sick bass player. I've known Ben since he was like 10 years old. So to be able to finally play a show with those guys was super awesome. And it, it was just one of those shows where your heart is is full. Um, it's one of those shows that you want to make a Facebook status about the next day where you're like, thank you to everyone who came out because that was like one of the best shows of my entire life. So it was I really agree. cool. And then we went to a small bar. Yeah, where my friend... <clears throat> Or your friend uh, runs the karaoke night. Right. My friend Ben runs the karaoke night. Different Ben, by the way. Right. Different Ben. And uh, I did karaoke for the first time in my life. And I have video of it. Yeah. I posted it the other day in my story for your birthday. Maybe Shani will play it on the post show if you guys are like. Yeah, maybe we'll play it. Um, but yeah, I, I actually, <laughs> I was like, I want to do, I, I was like, if I'm doing karaoke, I'm doing Hank 3. Yeah. And I already had the sound, song picked out. But they were like, we don't have that song. And I'm like, well, you need, you got to figure it out if you want me to do karaoke. And then they, uh, not that I'm special or anything like that, but they figured it out. They, he like went on YouTube and like found the, the well, fucking karaoke. You're skipping version. over my uh, karaoke. I know, which, but that's in like which a given. I, yeah, of course. I won over do, the entire yeah, bar and everyone was up there like watching me. What did I do? Lamb of God. Yeah, of course. And everyone was like, oh my fucking God. <laughs> Like, I was like, high five, kissing babies. Yeah, I, uh, well, yeah, of course you're going to do that. <laughs> yeah, my, I had to follow that with my <laughs> shitty Hank 3 drunk fucking rendition. We we did get very drunk at this show. And, or at this post, I, I'm calling it a show like I played, but. Uh, I think I actually have. At a, this bar, I got uh, very drunk. And Shannon, I actually Shannon think Shannon I have with a video us. of you doing that too. Oh, really? Yeah. We should post that. Yeah, yeah, we oh. should post it, dude. There's video of it. Yeah, so we got really drunk. And by the end of the night, my friends bought me a shot of tequila. <laughs> and this is something that I shouldn't do, but I do because I don't really love taking shots. I know I take one on the show, but if I'm out partying with my friends, I'm not taking shots. Yeah, I think you said this last week. Yeah, you I did. They bought me a shot of tequila and I was like, cheers. And, and went over the shoulder. right over my shoulder and everyone saw me. <laughs> And they were like, what? Dude, we just spent money on oh that. Oh my God, really, dude? <laughs> yeah. I did mine. And so did Shannon. Yeah, I know. You guys are better than me. And so the next yeah, we day, drunk, I was dude. very was hungover bad, yeah. in Lawrence, Kansas. I was just like, there are some times on tour, and I've been preventing this from happening for like the last two years. I've not been hungover on tour because I just don't really get that drunk. I have a couple of drinks. But this day, man, I was... Really goddamn hungover in Lawrence. And luckily, Mandy, a dear friend of ours, came out. And she's a masseuse. So she gave me a massage. Well, and then wait, we went gonna, and got a we're dinner. Get to, that's the next day. Yeah, I'm already talking about it. Okay, so hold on. Let me announce the next day. Oh, okay. <clears throat> so we are having a great time in Des Moines. And then the next day, Lawrence, Kansas. Granada Theater. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yep. And that That was your... Proceed. Oh, my God. Well, I already said my story. Okay, so we get to Granada, and lo and behold, where's the banner? Oh. Where's the banner? We were having did, such a good time Where did these drunk people leave the banner? We were having such a great time that we <laughs> left our fucking banner. 
So we left our banner, and I honestly was having a straight up hissy fit. I was like, "People aren't going to know who our fu- who our yeah. band is. Yeah, what Freaking are we going to do without Freaking this out. banner? Like they're going to think we're Signs of the Swarm. Yeah, because Signs of the Swarm's banner was up. All right, so I'm just like, okay, uh, I have a bunch of zip, uh, zip ties. Yeah, and Cheney was like, let's just put up a flag, a wall flag. Yeah, which is our- like, how big is that? Maybe like four by three or something. Yeah, and I'm like, no, dude, let's just zip tie like fucking thirty of them together. Right. And so we zip tied like it's 30 literally wall sitting in flags. our it's sitting in our corner. Yeah, it's right there. Actually, we should sell it, dude. We should sell it. So we zip tied thirty and it wall looked flags. Sick. It looked like in uh in cities when they like uh paste up a bunch of flyers, mm-hmm. and it was like it looked really cool. And everybody on the tour was talking about it, and it turned into like this funny thing. No, and then people started talking about it who were just watching the show. Yeah. So this is how you turn lemons into lemonade that's right dude. something fucked up happened to us we didn't know where we we didn't even know where the banner was at this point no we i was like all right we left it at the fucking that's what you thought but we couldn't get a hold of the people yeah, lefties, yeah. so we had no idea and we just made lefties. a custom that's funny, banner we left the banner yeah because we left <laughs> the banner there so we just had to we did what naveen thought of this while i was freaking out that's I was like, that's a right. uh, that's some fucking boyfriend shit. I, know, like, I was I'm like, I'm u- this. I was like, I'm used to this. I gotta figure this out real quick. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and you did. Luckily, we had just enough zip ties and just enough tape that you and I were literally sitting like there working just on it. enough zip ties. And like, it looked the cool. perfect amount. It, it looked, looked cool. Really cool. I'm sure there awesome. are pictures. Yeah, Harrison saying yeah. it looked awesome. And it also, actually, I have some pictures of it on my phone. It also held up somehow because it took us like another week to get our banner back. It did. So, so it held shout, up. Shout outs to my mom. She yep. listens to this podcast. She went to Lefties for us and she sent us, she shipped us the banner overnight. Yep. And it cost a lot of, in the $400 range to oh get us that God. back. So I would have said just send it to the house for the cheapest. We amount. didn't get it until but. Sacramento, but um, we made do with this cool ass banner until that point. So we certainly did. Naveen saved the day. All right. I believe we're going to talk about one more and then we were going to stop. Well, we got to talk about the metal capital of the U.S. I'm going to call Denver the... the. That was another really big show. It was a crazy show. It was at the Gothic. Yep. Gothic Theater. I'm going to I'm going to call Denver Dingle, the death metal capital of the U.S. Just because the shows in Denver, literally from the moment, from the inception of our band when we headlined in Denver at Moe's Alley, every single show has been crazy. Yeah, I know. There has never been a not crazy show in Denver, and they show the fuck up for the t- the kind of metal that we play. Mm-hmm. Um, and that this show was no different. It was crazy. The funny thing about the venue that we played, the Gothic, is that in the backstage downstairs. Oh, that was the first day that Jill was there too, Ben's wife. But uh, so downstairs you can hear like. It's the bass just rattles. The, I didn't even go down there. It's I was like, this is insane. Horrific down here. how much yeah. you can hear the fucking bass downstairs. It's like it'll ruin your hearing because downstairs it's just the whole room is fucking rattling. Yeah, I went down there before any sound checks had started and I was down there with Brian and he was trying to do homework. And then all of a sudden stuff started happening and we thought the whole ceiling was just going to fall down. No, it was, Jesus yeah, Christ. it was scary. Dude, it's so scary. I went down there for like five minutes just to like put my stuff down there. And I, and I saw the mirror just like shaking. Yeah, totally. I don't know. That's scary stuff. It was gnarly, dude. Um, but the show, obviously fantastic. Denver goes crazy for metal. We saw Eric from Necrogoblicon. We saw... Yep. 
uh, Fallis, our old merch guy, yep. Michael Fallis, was mm-hmm. there. Of course, just helping us. Chaney with had everything some vodka usual. sodas and a nice. <laughs> I did have a few vodka sodas. I can't remember my dinner from that. I think day. we went to the we went to Moe's. Oh, we went to Moe's. Yeah, Moe's I had a nice vodka yeah. soda. Um, I don't. It was a great show. Good Obviously, time, you're in Denver, around. so you're smoking a lot of weed and you know just doing your thing and, and hanging out uh, in the parking yeah, lot. Yeah, that was also rivaled. Um, Massachusetts in attendance. That was like a big show. Yeah. It's probably like yeah, 1,500 people there. Well, I know that Denver also last year on Tech Trek was the most attended yeah. show. So Denver is always crazy, man. I mean, I love playing that place. And I, that's one of those places that you see Denver on a tour and you're like, well, that show's going to be good. Yeah, you don't yeah. have to really worry about that one. 100%. Uh, this one was no different. And we saw your cousin. Your cousin came to the show. That's he right. just moved there. He just moved there. So, yeah, it was just really fucking fun, man. Um, I guess that's the last show we're going to talk about for today. How long have we been going for? Uh, hour and a half. Yeah. yeah All right. Let's uh, just, <clears throat> today, let's just take the one question that we have in voicemail, and then we'll... Hold on, I want to pee. Okay, that's cool. go I'm for it. Do the question. I think our cat is freaking out and like... <clears throat> All right, I'm going to open Twitch. Our cat, like, halfway through the podcast, Shiva seems to have a total fit every single week. Yeah, so, yeah, Denver is, I don't know what it is about Denver. The It's just really big for, for like, death metal, for all metal, really. I'm Music. I'm remembering the outside of that place. I remember the uh, green room just because of the sound and stuff. The outside of it, so it's on a street that, like, has a barbecue spot across the street, and then it's got, like, a marquee. Okay. It's a marquee-type place with a fence outside. I don't know. Sometimes it is sometimes it is hard to remember the front of venues. I don't know what the front of the venue that we played here looks like until the other day because we had to go back and get Naveen's, like, he left a camera stand there that he was filming with for uh, the live videos that we are going to put out starting oh yeah i forgot to say that we have so we are going to be putting out live videos every week um from the nashville show or every month from the nashville show starting on june 15th and that day we are putting out i am the void live in nashville from the show that we just played on march or may 14th i believe it was we're working on that right now so First is I'm the Void, and then I think, and that's June 15th, so in July we're putting out uh, Absolute Zero, and then until September we have songs coming out. We're also working on, we're working on a lot of cool shit for Anthios. Um, yep. We're, we have a lot of stuff coming out this year, so. We're not slowing down by any means. We are not, we're speeding up, yep. to be completely honest with you. We're not kicking our feet up like, oh, the album came out, cool, let's just chill. No, we're honestly like opposite of that we're the opposite of that the album just came out uh everyone's forgotten about it yep we're like, well you don't done. you never know no i don't think people have forgotten about it but that's just the the nature of an album now you kind of have to be like consistently putting stuff out to stay in the rotation so we're putting out some live videos we're going to be putting out some remixes we'll have we're rotating of, uh, music videos we have a ton of stuff coming out this year so and you guys will obviously hear about it first on the podcast so we have a question. Oh, we have a call-in. Yeah, so we're going to do one call-in. We're going to do the call-in, and then we're going to go over to the post-show. We're going to play some music, hang out a little bit. Yep. All right. 
real quick. Hello, Naveen. Hello, Miss Cheney. How are you two doing? This is Shelton from the Twin Cities. It's nice to hear you guys. Sorry about that. That was a jingle for my keys. <laughs> I have a three-part question. My first question is, do you think that the metal community or metal bands when it comes to touring will be eventually using cryptocurrency as a way to get past certain types of fees? What I mean by certain types of cryptocurrency, mm -hmm. I'm talking about stable coins. Those coins are a dollar for a dollar and easily to translate over to your bank account. Do you think that's something could be incorporated within the future of, like, especially touring across countries? Um, the next question that I have is, um, with metal bands now, do you think that it's in metal's best priority to join other artists that are outside of their genres on tour? For example, Harm's Way was playing with Not To Loose, and they, I believe they had Suicide Boys on the cast as well, or Ghost Main. I think they were playing here in the Twin oh, Cities, sick. and I thought that would be something that would I'll be really that. interesting. I would go to that. I <clears> wanted to ask your perspective on that, see how that would be for metal's popularity, especially pushing towards the mainstream. And my third question that I like to go ahead and ask is, currently, as of right now, do, any, do you or Naveen listen to, like, any – um, players out like bass players outside of the metal genre. Like for example, I've been really into Thundercat. He's really great. He used to play in a band called Suicidal Tendencies, and I've noticed yeah. that there's a lot of great other bass players as well. So I want to ask your opinion on that, as well as what would you consider to be your favorite hip hop artist, okay. or in the perspective of hip hop. Anyway, sorry about the long question. Hope you two are doing well. Much love from the Twin Cities, and take care and be safe. Bye. Well, yeah, hope you're doing well too, Sheldon. Good to hear from you, man. Um, okay, so, so that was three questions. So, too. first question is Bitcoin <clears throat> with metal. Uh, I I have a little bit of a an answer for that. So, I think that I don't know if it'll ever catch on, but I do think that that would be very useful in traveling overseas. Yeah, that would be. I mean, it would make our lives so much easier to have one form of currency that we were dealing with. And Bitcoin, I think, would be a really, or, or just any cryptocurrency period would be a good way to get paid yeah. as well. So I can't predict the future. I have no idea if it's going to catch on or not. It doesn't seem like it's really caught on with the general public <laughs> at all. Um, so I don't know if it will, but I think it, could be some kind of like generalized currency would be really easier for us on tour, much easier for us on tour. Yeah. I think with stuff like that, bands on tour don't really, they're not really ahead of the curve. We kind of just play catch up. Totally. So everyone wants to pay with a card and then, okay, well we got to get square. You know, we don't really, we're not thinking forward thinking with that type of stuff. Right. So it might be a good idea to try to figure out how to do that. But for the most part, I feel like it just sort of mirrors what's going on in regular society. Right. Right now, the big thing is, is you have to have tap. You have to have, have the tap. Yeah. You have to have the ability to People tap. want to pay on their phone. People want to pay on their phone. So that is the biggest thing. So we have like this square reader where you can tap and insert your card. And that um, has been the most 
valuable thing for us as of late. And so when people want to pay with crypto, we're, we'll figure out how to do it. That's yeah. pretty much where it is. When, where yeah, when, when we get to a city and we get told by the promoter, yeah, everyone in this town is going to pay by crypto. That's the only way they know how to pay. Then, yeah. That's how we're going to, then we're going to we'll figure it the fuck Coinbase out. Coinbase or whatever. Exactly. Uh, so the second one, metal bands, is it in metals, uh, best interest to join other types of artists on tour i think so i think so i think it's not just on tour it's in collaborations yeah it's in metal's best interest i think it, it always has been i mean look back to uh aerosmith did the run dmc run dmc yeah. it's always in anyone's best interest it's in rap's best interest to get into metal yeah so drake <laughs> let's do a song together bro <laughs> but it's it's in everyone's best interest i think to if you want to expand past your your genre to find a way to expand out of the genre yeah. and how do you do that you do that in collabs you do that in uh tours mm -hmm. sometimes tours can be weird um, i like the idea though i, I think do it's too. really cool um i do too you know it's funny that that family values tour that i went to yeah um red man and method man played that right so it was like <clears throat> there was some rap group they tried to to come mix to those together and i think it worked well dude it works sure. i think that any kind of branching out is in anyone's best interest you want to gain new fans that's why if Kylie Jenner wears a Cannibal Corpse shirt that's fucking awesome no one should be mad about that no, because about that means that metal Kylie Jenner is in front of millions of people that Cannibal Corpse is not in front of, or whoever, whatever Kardashian or Jenner wore that that shirt. It's like I'm always in favor of the general public hearing about metal in some way. Yeah, it's fan fucking tastic. So yeah, I think it's in metal's best interest. It's in no one's best interest to be closed minded. No, it's not. It's not. It'd be yeah. Being open minded is prob probably probably. A superpower. Right. It is. Um, and then the last question, bass players outside of metal and your favorite hip-hop artist. So I think, did he mean bass players that play hip-hop? Or did he just mean... I just think he those? meant any musicians outside of metal. Okay. Well, I actually have a good bass player artist that I was listening to for a while. Who? Hadrian Farad. Oh, yeah. Hadrian Farad. And... uh He's got a solo album, really good. He's probably got multiple now, but this was a while ago. I would listen to that uh, quite a bit. Yeah, Navina. And then I listened to Victor Wooten for a while. Uh, um, I like Thundercat a lot. I mean, yeah. uh, we listen to a lot of shit that's not metal. I think yeah. in writing metal, or just being in, uh, going back to the open-minded thing, I think it's very important to listen to all kinds of music because you want to know about all kinds of music. I mean, look at a band like Sleep Token. Sleep Token is literally like they're capitalizing on being a ba a metal band that's not really metal. And I'm not saying that in a good or bad way. I th I actually don't mind their music and I think that what they're doing is cool. But uh, I I think that th that kind of influence comes from bands outside of metal. Yeah. But I think it's really important to listen to all kinds of music, to take influence from all kinds of music. I like 100%, Thundercat. Um, 100%. My favorite hip-hop, though, I I don't know if this counts as hip-hop, but I'm always going to go to Kilo Quiche. 
kind of like R and B. All band, all bands that are that you love, they're listening to all kinds of stuff. Some of them aren't. I feel like most of them are. Yeah, some of them aren't, and you can kind of tell when you listen to them. That's true, but I feel like most most of them. Most are. of them are. You're 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 right about that for sure. <laughs> but yeah, dude, listen to all kinds of music. Be open to everything. Uh, what can I learn from this? Yeah, what can I learn from this kind that's of? That's what music? I'm always thinking. I think that's cool. I don't. Don't get me wrong. There are bands that I don't like, but I think that it or they're just not my my preferred type of music to listen to. And I'm like, I don't. This isn't my thing at all. I would never listen to this. But I think that it's important to. There's a lesson to be learned from every single band out there. And being like a a gatekeeper or being a person who's like, fuck that. I'm never gonna listen to country music. Well, yeah, yeah. you're missing out on a good Something. portion yeah. of the world. If you don't do that, be an open-minded individual. I think that that is a really, really important trait to have in your life. Yep. Just be open-minded. Be open-minded. What comes may come. Let what may come come. Right. I agree, hundred percent. All right, so we're gonna end the podcast on that we're one. End it there. Next week we'll talk about fun uh, episode. By the way, that was a great episode. Next week we'll talk about the second half of our amazing U.S. tour. Yep. Much love, everyone out there. I hope you all have a great fucking week. All right, we'll see you guys in the post show. See you in the we post show. We will hang for a while, and we'll see you next week. That's right. Until have then, have a good one. Peace out. Love y'all.